0: Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Soarbottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 269 with Julianne Bosk. How are you, Julianne? I'm doing great. Thank you. Now, now we're going to have a really great chat. And so many things and and I said before a little bit selfish in in a way because you are like the parenting guru Um, and there's a lot that I want to know personally as a young parent um, feeling like I'm sort of drowning at the moment Um, but before we do that one of the things I love and we were chatting before is about traveling and you are about to head off to Istanbul, uh, Turkey, you're traveling everywhere, you live on different coasts of America, how important is travel for you personally as an individual? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's in my blood. Um, I've been married 28 years, we've moved 13 times, four continents. And it's just part of who I am. And I, I adore it. I love learning about new people, new cultures. Um, my dad was in the military. So I think I just it was expected of, you know, somehow it just kind of seeped into my life. So it's, it's very present. And it's going to be here until I slide in and uh, call it a day
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you kick the bucket as they say
1: yeah yeah, I I think
0: that's that's I think that's brilliant and so obviously moving around so much with a young family um, and I'm sure we'll get more of this today but that's I know it's hard enough to go on an hour drive in the car with a young one let alone three kids how hard has that been
1: I'm not I'm not gonna lie it's been good don't don't Yeah, there have been ups and downs with everything, but I, I can say my kids, I've put three amazing humans out into the world. They're now adults and uh, they outshine me in every way. And that's like the biggest bonus check. I mean, no job could have given me that. And I think because of the travel, we were exposed to things that most families were not, and we had to deal with it as a unit. So I feel like I experienced it. uh in different ways that I can help a lot of parents. And I think that's the unique part that I bring to the table.
0: Yeah, because I know that support network, um, obviously, when you're traveling, unless unless you've got some amazing grandparents that come along for the entourage, that doesn't happen. Like you are out there on your own. And I suppose, like you just said, it probably makes you more tight knit as a family, not, a, not an extended family, but I can imagine it would have been bloody tough.
1: Yeah, it, it was. And I, and I will say I have twins. My oldest ones are twins, boy and girl. And my youngest is a girl. And right now I, I have total FOMO. They took off to Croatia, two of my kids together because, and we were not invited. So I was like, hey, what, <laughs> you know? like <laughs> So that is like very uh, complimentary in that they want to travel together because they, they get it. Like, you know, that show, that amazing race like they could smash that one if the three of them were together because they just- well, They've already they done that. Street smart. You've done that, you lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> we want to be on it as a family. <laughs>
0: I I think that's yeah. brilliant, and um, also what you've been able to give your children through growing up in different countries. And um, I've been very fortunate to travel around the world, live around the world, and work all over the world. And the most gratifying and learning experiences I've ever had is in different countries. So, how as a, as a parent, like how how amazing was that for your kids? What were what were some of the things that you think really were just so unique from obviously leaving the states and you know, living in different countries with twins and young kids. And what what were some of the experiences that you just like, I'm so glad we got?
1: Yeah, I I think the biggest one is my kids are true citizens of the world. So it doesn't matter with government or war or pandemic or chaos. They have an empathy for a cultural situation. They're able to force themselves into conversations to talk about current events um, they've had to do that in order to meet friends or meet people and and you know say I'm here you know <laughs> and so I think it's been um rewarding in that the things that probably most children struggle with like public speaking or as they grow old, grow older um, my kids never had that it was other things you know um, it, it, we had a reverse culture shock. They went to the university in the United States and they're like, I, I don't eat McDonald's. I don't, you know, like I, where's the, uh, little Tokyo and little Korea and Ethiopia. And, you know, like they, they had weird food and, and started showing their friends, um, you know, different kinds of food and it opened up uh conversation. So I think they used it as a superpower.
0: Hmm. I, well, I, I think anything can be a superpower the way you look at it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you want something to be yeah. negative, Julianne, it will be. And do you know what yes. I mean? Like a lot of people would say, oh, it's a negative movie overseas because you don't have the support network, you don't have the friends, you don't you don't have that connection to your home. But then again, you have all these other things that they just miss out on. And um obviously we're, we're going to talk about the positives was there what was some of the really tough times like was there a time where you're just like what are we doing did, did you ever think that or you're like no this is what we need to do this is what we need to be doing this is our this is our mission
1: yeah gads yes we moved to Tokyo Japan two weeks before the tsunami and the earthquake and oh, well. my husband was yeah my husband was in the air and we didn't know if he was there or not, because of course, you know, I didn't time check everything on him and we were scheduled to move over there. And then kids started telling my kids, oh, you're going to have radiation. You're going to, you know, you're going to start to be kind of strange. And, and you know, so then my kids had a fear factor. And um, I, I think that was probably the hardest because it was a fear of an unknown when we moved. And then there was... Um, you know, things that were happening to the world that couldn't, couldn't be explained why that country and why that happened. And why do we still need to move there? However, it also challenged me to kind of think outside the box as a parent. I said, right, you know, like, then we need to volunteer in this country, we need to, to help people. And it's, it really turned out for the best, our fear turned into, you know, this um, experience of really getting to know people, getting to know the Japanese culture. And, you know, we went up and washed photographs or we, my daughter's an amazing singer. And so we went up and she sang Christmas carols and the humbleness of getting involved because of a disaster, a natural disaster, it was like, whoa, you know, that in itself taught us new lessons. I think the hardest part was is when you saw family back at home and you missed occasions. Yeah. Um so that was probably my second thing, but I made up for it, you know. I I made big grand celebrations when we were together and um ironically, like my kids have this very close knit relationship with their grandparents which I don't know if most kids get that because we had this like intensity of a month with the grandparents that like, <laughs> we gotta get it all in. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: gonna get years worth in a month.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I think that there were a lot of fears. There was a lot of difficulty, but at the same time, um, it's all up in your head. And it's like, you know, mm. okay, what am I gonna do with this? How am I gonna spin it on its tail so that it's fun and you know, it's it's not a, a dredge to my life and to my kids, and because I'm setting the example, so
0: yeah, so so true Julie. and like what we're talking about now, yes, we're talking about parenting, but these are skills that anybody should be just living life to the fullest. and I love that story about Tokyo that you went over there, it was uncertainty, but you gave yourself purpose by doing service for others. Like, and, and that in itself is what the world needs more now. But also what a beautiful way to give back, make connections and settle in a new country.
1: Yeah. And some of my closest relationships 10 years later, I'm still texting back and forth with those friends that I met in those situations. And that is like true friendship. Like I have global friends and I can say that because... I experienced it. And then they had the compassion enough to say, yeah, I need help. You know? So.
0: Yeah. Which, which at the moment, uh, I think, uh, you know, mental health is such a big thing. And a lot of mental health is that people don't feel like they've got any close connections enough to actually reach out and say, I need help. And, and I think that's the really sad part, but like you're saying, you have made those connections that people feel safe to do that by traveling. And, and I think that's brilliant. So Tokyo, obviously amazing country where, where was your number one though, if you could, and it's probably hard. I know you said 14, like Ooh. where was the, the best, the best, I, I want to know number one that you lived. Well, I can't pick the best, but so <laughs> <laughs> I would say every best. time
1: I, well, every time I moved, it was where I needed to be at the time of my life.
0: Well And said. that's well one said. thing I can lead
1: into. <laughs> Um, But each country that you know, like, when I moved to Mexico City, it's chaos, and I needed to learn a little bit more, uh, get rid of the naivety of my life and say, you know, you gotta, you gotta look around in your surroundings, you got to know what's going on. And then simplicity, like, these people know how to party, you know, (laughs) like, you, you don't realize they may have nothing, but they know how to like, have a good time. So, I needed that at that time in my life when we were in Japan back then, I needed my kids to know that they could walk at 11 o'clock home from tennis, you know, practice. And I didn't have to worry about them. I mean, there's like no crime there. And, and for them to be teenagers and kind of just learn their way was a fantastic feeling. And then in Ireland, um, I needed that nature and people just, you know, they're like, fleck, you know, the, the weather's horrible. So we have to talk to each other and we have to sit and have a drink, you know? So, um, I think where I was at that time, you know, really brought meaning because I, you and I talked on this, it's like, I was present because I was there and it's like, Oh, this is all new. So.
0: Yeah. And, and like you just said, so every different culture has got it's got positives it's got negatives it's got whatever what you want it to find and if you want to embrace it when you're there you know like you can and i, I think like you said with you know obviously japan i have got a little story myself i was doing a workshop in yokohama and i got there before anyone on a saturday morning and i that no one was at the school but the school was open they don't even lock it because it's so safe and i'm like this is insane like so for yeah. you as a parent i could imagine you know their culture is amazing but also being able to trust them to walk home because there's not many places in the world that that is still something that occurs.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I learned so many, like, I I feel like I I was like channeling my granny or something because, you know, I, I had all these like old age wisdom. I mean, I had a like 90 year old lady who had the full on flower swim cap at my gym and she swam for an hour every day. And, and she would give me like little tidbits of, knowledge and she you know would say the the greatest one is like oh if everybody cleaned their front doorstep the whole world would be clean you know and (laughs) she'd be sitting there and she'd be swimming laps I'm like oh my god I need to write this stuff down you know like I just they had they had knowledge you know and so I in Japan having those uh levels of um age it's just not something that was a norm for me in the United States is to be working out at a gym with a 90 year old. I mean, so even that it brought some open-mindedness like, wow, she's kicking my butt on the treadmill, you know, like, <laughs> so I just, I really appreciate it now in a lot of reflection, you know, I really appreciated it because I needed those countries at that time in my life with my kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So true. And I think that's uh well, you look now, uh, obviously, around the world, there's so many more people traveling again because we can. And it's such a joy. Do you know what I mean? Like it's something that everybody needs. You, you need that hit of travel, that hit of a different country, culture, the feeling, the energy, the buzz, everything like that. Did uh, I know obviously COVID's been different everywhere, but did you, how much did you miss traveling for that period that you obviously weren't able to?
1: let me tell you it was rough because <laughs> you know it, it was uh you know for the first time you had to be still and kind of just be present where you were and be appreciative and then um at the right at the beginning unbeknownst to us uh I lost my mother-in-law and oh, it was yeah and it was COVID related and and uh it gave a pause of what's really important. And it's the people. You know, you can travel to every place and you can um, see all these amazing sights of the world, but it is definitely the people in those countries. And when you make those connections, um, it it will open your heart, it will open your mind, it'll keep you curious. And so I think um, I struggled, I will say I struggled during the pandemic because I couldn't move, you know? And it was like, what's happening to the world? And my kids faltered a little, but what came from that is like a tenfold of gratefulness. So now when we travel, um, you know, we're, we're scheduled to go to Peru for Christmas. And um, yeah, I can't tell you the excitement. Like my kids are like, oh, this is going to be great. The five of us again. And, you know, and I, I think it's just a renewed gratitude that comes from it now. Um, I think everybody felt that from the pandemic, but um, now when you get to, instead of, I have to go travel, you know,
0: (laughs) I get to go travel. Wow. Well, I think uh, look, like you just said it, I think it made us appreciate the things we do have and, and take the the little things that we may have taken for granted. Um, I really do agree with that. But also planning a trip now gives me so much more joy. And I love traveling as well. And I know and I we're talking about you going to Turkey soon and stuff like that, but I love it so much more because I couldn't do it. When someone takes something away from you, you want it more. It's like when you're you're parenting and you take something away from your kid, they want it like crazy. It's exactly what we've missed Uh, out on really, hasn't it?
1: We haven't, what you're coming down to is
0: we haven't changed. We're still kids. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. I I think we need that. And you've mentioned that throughout, you know, that word fun and life needs to be fun. I couldn't agree more. And I suppose parenting all around the world, three different kids, staying physically and mentally fit. Julian, what, what was some of the things that, you know, really helped you along the way, besides having fun, you know, and I I know that you have fun, people can tell by the energy you've got, um, that you have fun in your life, and I love that, but what else did you do to, you know, look after yourself first?
1: Well, um, I I wrote in, you know, what we're going to talk about, I wrote about how did I manage it, and um, I had to create and schedule certain things in my life that I knew were important. And I tell parents that it's, it's a non-negotiable for you. It's um, mine. I, I discovered in Japan, I discovered those, those amazing foot reflexologies and it changed my life. So they do that. You walk out of a train station and they do a foot reflexology for 20 minutes and then off they go. And it's like, boom, boom, in and out. And so for me, I was just like, Oh, well, it starts with 20 minutes. Okay, well, now I need 30 minutes. Okay, now I'm going to schedule 45 minutes of it. But <laughs> that was a non negotiable. I'm like, Okay, that's my time. And my kids, I mean, now they are also, you know, self caring, If whether that's a massage or foot reflexology, or getting your nails done, just schedule it and don't feel guilty about it. That's my number one. My second one is, is I was always curious. And so in America, we have like a free library system. So I hijacked my mother grandma's, you know, library card. And I got I I one time during the teen years, I read 671 ebooks. And I just plowed through them when I was sitting, I would just read and read and read and read. So I encourage you if you can't travel. So during the pandemic, if you can not travel, pick up a book about something and learn about it. Um, So I think that saved me because sometimes when the mundane of teen life was happening, I, I would read. And then my total like novice for me is I purchase really good chocolate. And I know that sounds like totally (laughs) simple, (laughs) but my husband's like, you have eaten the GDP in chocolate. And
0: I was like, yes,
1: I have. (laughs)
0: Oh, I, I know this. There's so many people just thinking, oh, thank God she said that. That's the best news ever. Thank you, Julia.
1: (laughs) So it's an investment, you know, it's an investment. I'm a a fine taster of chocolate of the world. So when it's good,
0: man, it is good. (laughs) Oh, yes, I I totally agree. And I think that's very important, those senses. Um, I love what you just said, non-negotiable and putting yourself first and locking time away, I think. That's the most important thing because life gets so busy. And again, this is, doesn't matter if we're talking about parenting, That your day will get busy if you want it to, if you don't make time or schedule fun, play dates, whatever it is for you to do, they're not going to happen. Are they?
1: Yeah. Now It's just like a trip. If you don't plan all the logistics yep. of that trip, it doesn't happen. You know, you don't get to see that seven, you know, big ball of twine or whatever it is that you're going to see here, you know, um, but mix it up a little bit. You know, I, we were talking about this and I think, um, my husband and I are always so type a about a lot of things and you have to be a little bit when you're moving so much, but I would throw things off every so often. Like, um, one day I would schedule, like my kids wanted to go see in London, the, the Madame Tussauds wax museum. And that, I mean, it's like put a hot needle in my eye. That's not something that I wanted to do. And, um, <laughs> But I said, "All right, we're going to mix this up." So I gave them the tube map, and I said, "Right, you know, from the hotel, you need to get us there. You need to plan lunch and get us home." And my husband was like, "Holy heck! What are you What are you planning for the day?" I'm like, "We don't have a big schedule. You know, it's a Saturday. Let them figure it out." Of course, we went the wrong way on the on the tube. Everything could have happened. You know, we got late to the museum. But my kids still remember that moment. So like toss in like a, like a mix it up day or something that, that really, you know, lets them learn how to read a map. But at the same time, you know, you need to calm the heck down a little bit because when you, when you change the dynamic or the system a little bit, people adapt, you know, it's like you kind of open up that sphere of uh, letting them make some mistakes, and and you know my kids are in their mid twenties right now, and they're like, you remember that day that you <laughs> gave us that that map? I was like, maybe I scarred them a little bit, but I, I just <laughs> you know I think it's it it adds fun to the mundane because parenting and you know daily life sometimes it gets boring, so yeah. I encourage that.
0: Wow. I love that. And that's, uh, I call that life literacy, the life literacy that you have taught your three children is in that one day is more than they've probably learned in um, um, school. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the lessons that they learned from failing by trying, by figuring things out. That's incredible. Yeah. And I love that. Now people are like, all right, let's, let's get into the book, how you took your first steps on the moon because if anybody's got experience traveling all around the world, parenting three kids, twins, making it fun, and still having so much energy and zest for life. Oh, surely you must have had so many notes. How did you put it in one book?
1: Well, I will tell you <laughs> it, it, it leapfrogs from what we talked about. I was turning 50 and um, I was like, damn, that's half of a <laughs> hundred. And I was starting, <laughs> I was starting to like dread my birthday. And, um, a cousin of mine, um, unfortunately got, um, diagnosed with, con- uh, with cancer. And she said, you know, all I can do is dream about turning my next birthday. That's like my only goal and you're dreading it. And that kind of kicked me in the Oof. butt and, uh, it made me reality. So, um, this was February and, um, I said, all right, instead of getting gifts for my 50th, how am I going to give gifts for my 50th? And, you know, like I look at Jim Carrey and how he said yes to all these things and all that crazy stuff happened to him in that movie. Well, I'm like, OK, it's going to be a decade of yes, of yes things. And I had written down funny stories that had happened to us through our all of our moves and I called them scratch notes. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to put those all together, incorporate it with my day job um, of coaching, which I help my clients with all the time. And then I am going to put it in a book, like a workbook for parents, but I'm going to give it. So on my 50th birthday, it's going to arrive to my three children as a gift of my advice to them. And, um, it was a shocker, (laughs) but they love it, you know, and I can't tell you how many new clients I have in my, my day job as a coach that, um, they use it. It's practical, you know. I'm not asking you to take my advice. I'm giving you my failures and what happened in my life on all these moves, and and laughing about it a little bit. I will tell you because they're they're stories of you know crazy things that happen. But at the same time, I give you a piece of advice. But then I ask you to journal about a powerful question and what it means. And I think the power of that book is. To have parents set a framework. These are important to me. I mean, they're not like I didn't create anything new. They're they're the basics. But I'm asking you to go back to the basics and create your framework and what's important to you as a parent, and then use it. So when it comes at you, you know, when you have this opportunity of oh my gosh, my kids, you know, doing something bad, <laughs> instead of punishing, you kind of think about okay, what's the importance of this? I journaled about it. And how am I going to react? And so you're prepared. It gives you a game plan.
0: Mm, I love that. Do you think, you, like you've just said, you've got so many more clients because of it, because of your vulnerability? You know, like that's the power of storytelling, you know, that you allow yeah. people to take risks. You allow people to feel, oh, it's okay. Julianne's done that. Listen to her story. Couldn't be any worse. is there, Do you think that's what the real power has been in it?
1: Definitely. And, um, my whole practice changed. I will tell you, I, I had these like intense executives and I don't want to say I was turning boring, but I was, you know, like I wasn't (laughs) curious enough about them. And, um, I kind of cleaned the slate of my LinkedIn. And I just said, you know, I'm, I'm the CEO for moms right now. I've experienced it all. And that's what I really, really know so I cleaned my slate and I took out all my jobs that, you know, give you that credibility because my biggest bonus check were my three kids. And I was like, I want to be known for that CEO for moms. And, um, my conversations now in my day-to-day are so fruitful and enjoyable and I'm laughing more. And, um, I think it also recreated, um, what I do, you know, I, I'm, pow- I'm very proud of being a mother.
0: Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people are, they just get caught up in day-to-day life. And we, like you said, you just need to sort of step back. And, and it does come down to being curious because if you're not curious, you're not going to change, you're not going to learn. You, that curiosity is probably one of the, I think the two you've just mentioned, well, I mentioned for you, but vulnerability and curiosity, empathy maybe as well. They're probably nearly three of the the skill sets that you do have as a parent, but I don't think you often take that step back, Julianne, and give yourself credit for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and the cover of the book, um, every parent here in the United States gets that book, Goodnight Moon. I don't know if in Australia that's a, a thing or not, but it's like the the baby shower gift that everybody okay. gives. Well, it's a little it's a little book that you give to parents when they have their first baby. And it's about uh, a child story um, looking at the moon. Well, I was kind of equating it to Neil Armstrong here in the United States of God, he must've been like crazy scared, but he's the first one to do it. He's the one that's going to take that first step on the moon. Well, parenting's like that. You you're fearful that you're going to mess up. You're going to screw it up. You're going to go off into the universe and disappear <laughs> because you've lost yourself or whatever that may be. Um, but somebody has got to stay- stake in the ground. And, and you got to take that first step because I guarantee you, your kids are watching, you know, now my kids are older and they're saying to me, how do I not screw up my kids? How do I do what you did? And, and I think that's where the love came from this book is just, um, I wanted that keepsake journal for them, but also to help new parents.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that what you are just saying there is that even <clears throat> you may think what you're showing your kids is not in. And I know as a school teacher, they emulate exactly what you're doing. If you're stressed, they're going to be stressed. If you're anxious, they're going to be anxious. Like, And yeah. and they think, oh, they don't know. Kids can't pick up. They are sponges. They pick up everything. Like, it, You yeah. have to be on top of your game and looking after yourself because they will just copy whatever behaviors, tendencies, or issues you have.
1: Yeah, trust me. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> they also learn it. <laughs> then they also learn it in different languages and you're... You're like stubborn not to learn that language, and then they're talking about you in another language, and you're like, "Oh, come on, you know so um, I, I would say, you're gonna mess up as new parents. you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes, and I, I made a lot, and I, I think that's the power of that book is I want parents to laugh about it because it's a fun job um, and realize that somebody you know, did a great job. I'm looking at them. They, they're succeeding and, um, you can use it or you can, you know, take what you want and recraft how you want to have your kids guided. And, um, I think that's, that's the most important part is, you know, there is no one answer to this test.
0: (laughs) No. and, 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 and that's the thing, like, there's not one answer. There's not one shoe that fits everybody. Like, You're not going to know until you're actually there, but the advice that you have basically given today is enjoy the journey, go easy on yourself and have fun. And that is, it's just refreshing to hear because we do get caught up in the mundane, like trying to get everything in and you've got to have fun though. You've got to enjoy it. Why have kids if you're not going to uh, enjoy the journey? And I personally need to hear that um, myself, Julian. So thank you so much for that. Where can we find the book? Um, contact you just get get more information because I know there are so many parents out there and there's so much information but a lot of it is boring it's dull oh it's like oh this is another thing this is a step I want to have fun I want life to be fun and I want parenting to be fun so where can we find more of this
1: well, I would love for you to reach out on LinkedIn. I I take new clients on LinkedIn. We do kind of a meet and greet, and I have a group of peers that if it doesn't work out with me, they are also fun that I refer to. So I I love for people to interview me. So come and interview me, just like I do with yes. podcasts. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's how you can meet me if you need to be coached. And I coach all over the world. Um, in Australia as well, and on <laughs> on your time zone, um, but you know I'm I'm a functioning AM person, so I like to get up at the crack of four thirty in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, and people are like, "God, you're so weird!" And I said, "That's when I get my Aussie." So
0: <laughs> <laughs> Best um, time of the dike.
1: <laughs> I know. Um, and then uh, my book is on www.mother'sfirststep.com. If you want to buy it, it's also on Amazon. If you want it shipped to you with your prime account <laughs> that is also there so you can find it on amazon it's it's out there just look at my name juliannebosk.com as well
0: perfect well i'll have links uh on show notes episode number 269 so go and check those out reach out to julianne thank you for today um and grab the book now before we do go today what are you most proud of besides these three children what, when you sit back, and I know you're going to be in Turkey soon, Istanbul, you'll be having a lovely Turkish tea, sitting at the market square. What are you most proud of? Do you allow yourself to reflect on what you've been able to achieve with, you know, being able to raise three amazing kids, but also doing it all over the world and, and having fun at the same time?
1: Yeah, I think um, the reflection is um, this, Uh, last chapter of that book I wrote is called Love Bomb Unconditionally. And living all over the world has allowed me to do that, because it doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, yellow, from, you know, Mongolia to um, (laughs) where I'm right now, Sarasota, Florida, (laughs) I still love meeting the people of the world. That is where the heart of of humanity is, and if you can open yourself and just accept the conversation and the communication, I think that reflection, it always comes back bigger than you you give. Um, and I'll give you an example. As we were leaving Japan, I thought, oh, this country could never give me anything more. And the sign of respect was bowing. And we all as a family got into the minivan and we're driving to the airport. Every employee came out onto the sidewalk. And so that's a lot of people and yeah. bowed to us leaving. And that will stay in my heart forever, that moment. And people don't have to give you money. They don't have to give you material things. It's a simple bow or a handshake or a smile. Um, so love bomb unconditionally is the reflection and the advice I give parents.
0: Mm, I I think that is brilliant. And I just, I think what you're just saying there, I feel very it's made me remember like traveling through South Korea and Japan. And um, that's one thing I've taken from today, Julianne, just how kind they are, how well they look after themselves. Um, it, it's incredible. Um, and I think we all need to take a little bit of belief. And, we, and that's, I suppose that's what you've done from living all over the world. You've taken the best parts of every culture. And that is why you're so radiant, so happy. I, I, can, I can fully see that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm hoping that that's the, uh, the, the key to aging gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've got, I've got, uh, I'm working towards 60, 60 year 60 of yes. So I'm going to come back. Uh, you know, I'm hopefully I'm going to come back and we're going to have a re-renew conversation
0: at 55 I, and 60. So <laughs> I look forward to that and, and then keep going when you're 90, still swimming laps, giving advice, like yeah, your, uh, like a yeah. Japanese friend. I, I think that'd be brilliant. I,
1: I hope. I hope. I mean, that is like the ultimate. I'd Be like, woo, woo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Julie. Before I let you go, is there anything I've missed today that you think parents should know? What is there something that you just want to finish on that uh, you that you think they need to know? Or they need to hear at the moment.
1: Yes, I. I want them to. This is the biggest piece of advice: is when kids see something crazy or not normal for them. Use the word interesting instead. Say, teach them to say, "Wow, well, that's interesting," because it that conversation opens up communication. It opens them up to be curious. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of judgment right now going on. It doesn't matter if it's in politics, if it's, you know, the what you think versus I think on Facebook or whatever that is. Um, but if we start teaching our kids young. Uh, when they're in the one, two, three, where you're at right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> using like that you. powerful that powerful word of interesting. Hmm, that's interesting. Mm. Um, imagine what your kids are going to do with that instead. They're not going to be judgers. They're going to be curious learners. Mm. And um, so that's what I want to leave your listeners with is um, a teacher, Miss Mina, who was from India, taught my kids that when they were really young. And to this day, we all still use that word because we have seen a lot of things that are not our norm. And I'm passing on that gift to you.
0: I. That, it is so powerful. And that reframing, that's all it is. the The way you look at something is... And the words you use, a lot of time we don't even realize the impact they're having, but you constantly use that over and over. And like it does have an impact that rubs off on you. But interesting. And I love how curious you have used, like how much you've used curiosity because we need to be curious and judgment, we need to get rid of judgment because when you judge, you don't allow anything to happen. You've already made your mind up. it's not interesting, is it?
1: Yeah. And imagine what people are seeing when that that closed offness is already there when you're walking into a room or something, you're going to miss something. And let me tell you, I'm like singing the Ferris Bueller's. You're going to miss, you know, if you don't stop and smell the roses, you're going to miss that parade. You're going to miss all that fun part. And uh, so that's my little nugget for today.
0: Well, I think there's no better way to finish, and thank you so much for. I I needed this, and and that's I said before. I've been a little bit selfish today. I needed this podcast more than anything, um, but I know so many other people will as well. And if you aren't a parent, that's. Everything we've spoken about today are real life skills that you can use with your friends, family, at work, any aspect of your life. Um, I I think if you can make anything interesting, um, uh, that's been my key takeaway. So thank you so much, Julia. Keep spreading the love, the cheer and the fun because everybody needs it at the moment. I really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you for having me.